Fashion. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows talk about their favorite shows. I lost the thread there for a second. Make each other watch the pilot episodes of each other's favorite shows that the other person normally wouldn't watch and try to make the other person have an epiphany. My name is Natasha and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica and I pretty much only watch live action dramas. And this week, we watched a show called Skate, or I think technically the full title is Skate the Infinity, Um, and Skate is like SK-8. It's cool. Uh, (laughs) It was cool in 2005, but yes. This show is not from 2005. I know that, which is what makes it funnier. It's very funny. This show is from, uh, it, it came out in early 2021. I was watching it as it aired, so that was back in, like, January to April 2021, I think. And it's only one season. I think they're maybe getting a second season at some point. Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's it's a, it's an anime about skateboarding. It sure is. Um, did you know anything about skate before I made you watch it? No, I think... Okay, all I knew was that it was about skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And I think... You said something about it being, like, in the same vibes as Yuri on Ice? Yeah. I I would say it is somewhere in the same genre vibe as Yuri on Ice and Free. Okay. It's, like, somewhere <laughs> it's in there. It's sitting in between those. Yeah. That actually gives me a very good sense of where the show goes. <laughs> I feel like depending on who you ask, they might say it's more like one or more like the other. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, like, the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is you have named the only two animes I've ever seen an episode of beside this one. <laughs> well, I feel like that's good. I'm giving you the spectrum of this very specific genre of... Sports animes that are kind of gay, (laughs) but they're like really specific sports animes that only focus on like a couple guys instead of a whole team, which is what like most sports animes are. To be fair, they're also like the only sports animes I've watched, so I don't have a great (laughs) like wealth of experience with sports animes, but yeah. Do you want to jump into your your uh, your summary of the pilot episode of Skate the Infinity? <laughs> I do. I will say as a disclaimer that I did watch the dub. So <laughs> I was gonna ask. Okay, that's very interesting because I've only watched the sub, like Japanese with English subtitles, but I've watched some clips of the dub because the dub is wild. I don't know how wild the pilot is, but the clips I've watched are very interesting. (laughs) It's weird to me because I did see that. I did see a couple people being like, the dub of this anime is like wild. And I expected it to be like so bad I wouldn't be able to watch it. And then I was watching it and I was like, it's, it's fine. Like, this is kind of what English cartoons sound like. I don't think it's wild in that it's bad. I actually think it's a pretty good dub. I think it's better than some others because I feel like the characters actually sound like real people talking, whereas sometimes dubs are very stilted. But it's more... There's some very funny lines in the dub (laughs) that are kind of just sound like the people dubbing it were just improving and were just allowed to say whatever they wanted. <laughs> it's very good. It's very funny. I don't think it, it, either of these things are from the pilot, but 
there is a point where people are like calling each other Bay, and, <laughs> and there's another line where one of the characters comes in and is like, "Hey, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes." <laughs> Bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes is going to be my, like, canning greeting from now on. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> we should change the introduction to our show to be <laughs> bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. Honestly, it's fantastic. Yeah. I love the dub of this, honestly. Although I did watch the sub. But I like that you watched the dub because I think this has a very fun dub. But yeah, <laughs> tell me what you think. I'm actually interested yeah. because that means we watched slightly different pilots because I watched it with the sub and I know that like the, the gist is going to be the same, but I, I think there is a, a little bit of difference between like yeah the, the sub and the dub. So, And the, I have a couple notes where I marked down after them that it might just be a bad translation because there were a few things where I was like, that can't be what they were meant to say because that is stupid. (laughs) Well, we'll see. I'm curious for you to point out those moments and I will tell you what the equivalent was in the sub. (laughs) It's more like specific wording than it Mm. is like a sentence. It's weird. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we start with Reki doing a voiceover while he's skateboarding around town. It is either very late at night or early in the morning. It becomes more Mm -hmm. clear that it's late at night later on. (laughs) And he's skateboarding. He's talking about how people measure success and all these things and then Mm -hmm. saying that's not really how he measures success. And he gets in this van with a man I assume is his brother, or is it his father? Do you want me to tell you? It's not like yes. a, It's his manager at the skateboarding shop where he works. Okay, so I knew he was his boss, but I definitely still thought they were related. I don't know why. No, he's just he's just a guy he works for, and they're just, like, also friends, I guess. Even though the guy's definitely older than him. Sure, why not? That's <laughs> more creepy than I assumed it was going to be, but fine. Uh, anyways, um... Uh, They're driving, they drive into this big group of skateboarders, and then they're at this race, which you find out later on, and I'm just going to say it here because it makes more sense, is this big race that goes on at an abandoned mine shaft, and there are huge states. It's kind of like the skateboard version of drag racing a car late at night. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's where they are. The race is called... Okay, in English, it was just called S. Is that... Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it had a name, but... No, it's just S. It's sure. I, I Maybe because the track they go down is curvy like an S? Yeah, but the... Hmm. I don't know. The name of the show is Skate the Infinity, so wouldn't mm-hmm. you think the track is named the Infinity? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Logic. Too good. Okay, so Reggie confronts this uh, Kiss-looking dude. He looks like Mm -hmm. he's in the band Kiss. I don't care what his name is. That's what I'm going to call him. His name is Shadow. Oh, I was going to say Venom. I knew it was something (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Yeah. So they have a rivalry going on, and it's not the first time they've raced. So Mm -hmm. they're racing again for pride and boy (laughs) shit. It's... (laughs) 
So they go down uh, this whole thing. There's a flag waver who came the fuck out of nowhere. It really scared me. It's not <laughs> relevant, but they're just like getting ready. And then she pops into screen with this huge flag. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Jump scare. <laughs> it's just a random jump scare in the middle yeah. of the skating anime. It's fine. Yeah. So Reggie is kind of winning and the kiss guy throws firecrackers, I guess, mm-hmm. onto the track, which... I don't 100% think that's how firecrackers work, but also I've never had firecrackers, so maybe it is. I don't know. Reki messes up, and then after Reki loses, there is a cut to this guy with blue hair named Longa, Mm -hmm. who is sitting in a car uh, with his mother, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, it's weird here, there's no snow, and... Canada doesn't always have snow, but sure. Sure. No. Maybe he lives in like Yellowknife. Yeah, I don't think they ever say where in Canada he's from. Also, like maybe I don't know what time of year this is supposed to be happening at. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like winter. So maybe they just left snowy, snowy Canada and came here. Because I think Okinawa is where they are, and I think it's very warm there. Like I think yeah. it's a part of Japan that's like. Because I know some parts of Japan have snow, but I think Okinawa is, like, a really warm place. So maybe it's winter, but it's, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's valid. It just (laughs) kind of comes off like there's always snow around him. What do you mean? You don't live in an igloo? You're not riding a polar bear to work? (laughs) I wish I was riding a polar bear to work. That would make my day so much better. I wish I had a polar bear. Actually, I don't. Polar bears are incredibly dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, a polar bear would kill you real fast. Mm -hmm. Okay, while Langa is in this car, his mom says, she says, are you having second thoughts about moving here? Or are you rethinking moving mm-hmm. here or something along that li- those lines? Mm-hmm. And he says he's fine. Sorry, I just want to say that's a better line than in the sub because in the sub she says, are you sure it was okay for you to come here or something like that? Which like, <laughs> I get the meaning, but I was like, I feel like that's a weird way of wording. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of awkward in English. (laughs) Anyways. And then you get the title sequence, and the Mm -hmm. title sequence is very nice because it very politely tells you everyone's name, Mm -hmm. which, like, isn't a thing you get a lot in anything. So I was like, oh, here's my nice list of names for people. Yeah, it's cute. I love the title sequence. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, the end of the title sequence where there's that guy sitting in the throne and then it, like, flashes colors and he becomes, like, a kind of different guy and then he's back to the first guy. That was really cool. And I was like, I want to meet weird throne guy. You will. Well, if you watch more of it. So we flash back. Well, we don't flash back. The title sequence ends. And Reki is at school and some people are bugging him and he's just drawing in his notebook. And the new transfer student gets introduced, and obviously it's Longa. And he's asked to introduce himself, and he just says his name, and the teacher's like, and? And he goes, I'm from Canada. And the teacher's like, okay, uh, more, maybe? And Longa's like, no. So, <laughs> Reggie is just hard-eyeing all over the place. And here's the thing that I love about this scene, because... It is both incredibly subtle and incredibly not subtle at the same time, depending on how you are watching it. Mm. Because if you didn't think this was queer and you weren't 
someone who looks for that or really notices it, I feel like you could skip this, like, so easily. It could go over your head. Mm -hmm. But from the perspective of being a queer person who looks for this a lot, Mm -hmm. it's very lovely in the way it's done because Reki looks up at Longa's voice, is suddenly actually paying attention to the class as soon as he sees him, Mm-hmm. And then after he does his introduction, you get a pig- you get a cut back to Reki where he has big eyes. He's obviously been paying a lot of attention. He looks like wrapped, and then they're gone. And mm-hmm. it's so good because if this scene was between like a guy and a girl, you would be there like that. Like it would be done deal. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really well done. Yeah, that's a that's a very good analysis of their relationship and and how it, I, we'll come back to it when we talk about canon gays. But yeah, that's a, I like I like how you how you phrase that. <laughs> so we go to the store and Reki is stocking boxes and he's talking to his manager about Longa, which feels <laughs> even weirder than it felt when I thought he he was talking to his brother because if you were just like kind of had a crush on the new kid and decided to talk to your brother about it, that would be fine. But talking to your manager about it, it's a bit, bit odd, but... They're, they're very clearly, like, very casual manager-employee yeah, like relationships. they're friends, and that's fine, but I don't know. The conversation feels very um, familial in a way that's, mm. like... Reki is talking about this guy because he likes this guy and he finds this guy interesting, but he's still doing the thing you do with your parents where you want to talk about about something, but Mm -hmm. also you're not going to tell your parents you have a crush on someone. Mm -hmm. So you're very boredly being like, this is what happened at school today, Mm -hmm. but you're really giving yourself away, which is... (laughs) One of the main reasons I thought this guy was his brother, it just felt like something you would do with your family or someone who takes yeah. care of you. Yeah, I, I genuinely, because it's been a while since I watched this, I don't remember if we get much backstory or context for how Reki and, and his manager met or what the nature of the relationship is. I can't remember if it's literally just, he got a job here and it's just his manager, or like if if there's any other context to, like, how they met or how long they've known each other, but it, it very much feels like they have almost a familial relationship, which I yeah. think is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. He could easily be, like, a family friend or someone mm-hmm. Reki's known for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, this flashback. And originally, when I saw this flashback, I thought that the Kiss dude was had just, like, burned Reki's skateboard, because I think I was writing notes at the same <sighs> uh-huh. time, and I was like, well, that's weird, but, like, drag racers do it for pinks, it's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I realized later on that he's actually burning Reki's hand, and that's sadistic. <laughs> D- did he? That's why Reki's hand is injured. They mention later that his hand yeah. is, like, burned. I, yeah, but I don't think he, like, took a lighter to Reki's arm. I think oh, it's, it's, like, like a the... big bonfire. Yeah, but I think it, I think I think the implication was that, like, because, like, I, I, I thought anyways, that he hurt his arm from crashing when he threw the firecrackers at him and that his skateboard was burning because the firecrackers, like, set it on fire or something. Mm, 
That's okay. how I interpreted the situation. Not that the shadow had like been like, hello, I'm going to start a fire and burn your skateboard and arm on purpose as like, re- like I think it was meant to be like <laughs> both the skateboard burning and Reki hurting his arm was just from crashing and from the firecrackers. Okay. See, that is less sadistic, but part of the reason I thought that was because later on they say that they're racing to uh, say that the winner gets to put whatever tattoo they want on the loser's body. Mm -hmm. So I actually just thought the stakes of Reki's race was that you could burn the shit out of his arm. And I was like, what is happening? This is a child. I do not think that that is the case. Okay. Especially considering... Shadow's care. I'll talk about Shadow later. But if that was the case, that would be insane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Anyways, moving on. Longa is applying for a job that he's too young for. He's told he can't have it. So he goes outside. And this is one of those translation things. Because what he says in the dub is, my feet are asleep. And... If you're standing, your feet aren't asleep. That's not... He means to say, like, my feet are tired or my feet are sore or something. I think what that scene is supposed to be is because when he was in the room with the the guy who he was doing the job Mm -hmm. interview with, they were sitting on their knees in the, like, traditional Japanese seating thing. And I think he's saying, like, oh, like, I'm not used to sitting that way. My feet are, like, have fallen asleep, like, have pins and needles from sitting that way. Because there's, like, little hints throughout the series. Not hints, it's not... A secret, but like um, things about how like he is doesn't know a lot of traditionally Japanese things. Like he's not used to sitting that way, and like later there's like he doesn't know certain words and stuff. Um, so I think the implication of that scene was meant to be just like, oh, my legs are uncomfortable from sitting. Okay. In the in the in, in the I think there's a word for it. Um, that like traditional Japanese sitting on your knees thing. I think that that's what that was meant to be. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense because. From my perspective, if your feet are asleep, you wouldn't be able to stand up. I guess maybe pins and needles would have been more accurate. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They can say what they want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that that is what that scene is doing. I think. Yeah. I did also clock it when I was watching it for a second. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I was like, oh, I think that, that I think it's because of how he was sitting and they're trying to say that he's not used to sitting that way. Valid. Okay. So while Longa is standing there, a skateboard rolls past him and Reki comes running down the street. He's like, stop that skateboard. And (laughs) Reki emotional register in this scene is a bit wild. He goes from (laughs) being like, thank you for stopping my skateboard. And then Longa doesn't really react. And he's like, don't you know me? We were in class together. I'm like, dude, chill. (laughs) And then he's suddenly like, hey, you want to try my skateboard? And I'm like, Sure, kid. Okay, take a big deep breath. So then Longer tries a skateboard, he falls off, Reki laughs. Reki shows him how to skateboard by jumping over him, which is literally the scariest thing I can imagine happening in real life. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit cool and sexy in animation to be, Uh like, leaping over and you see their faces and they look at each other and he lands on the other side. But in real life, I would fucking scream my head off. (laughs) Yeah, terrifying. So scary. But we get that cute moment where they're both blushing and looking at each other. Exactly. Why wouldn't you look at the guy who's trying to murder you with a skateboard? What good uh, romantic advice we have here. Mm-hmm. 
Brecky offers to get Longo a beginner board, but Longo's more interested in working for the shop. And Brecky's manager is like, yep, we're hiring. We need someone to do this delivery, which is a plot line I have so many problems with. <laughs> because <laughs> we just saw, like, a random third guy, like, in the scene before go into the back to, like, start his shift. So there's clearly three people working there. We haven't seen a customer yet. No, that the guy who walks in is a customer. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen one customer, but still, we've seen one customer in this entire store, which is doing, uh-huh. like, custom skateboards. So it's not... It's not a store you would necessarily expect to be busy, mm-hmm. but it's still weird to me that they're like, neither of us can do this delivery, even though Reki later goes to the same place as Longo when they're doing the delivery. So it's like, I guess maybe the implication is Reki can't drive, but... I think it's supposed to be he can't drive with his arm, but honestly, the only way I can read that scene that isn't just plot convenience is that the manager realizes Reki has a crush on Longa and wants Longa to, to, and he's like, yeah, you can come work at the store with us. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) Fair, fair. Okay, I'll give the manager that. He does seem like that kind of guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the manager makes a joke about uh, how he owes money on the shop, which is also why my brain was like, why are you hiring random people? But it was a joke. He also, in the dub, says, I owe money to the big dads, which (laughs) I can't. Okay. That was very funny. I know it's a translation mistake, but it was so fucking stupid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think in the stuff he, ju- I don't even think he says, I think he just says he owes money. I don't even think he says it's to anyone. <laughs> I don't know. And if he does say to anyone, he probably says like the mob or like yeah. the godfather or. <laughs> no, the big dads. <laughs> big dads. Uh, I wish I owed money to big dads. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So this is where you get the little bit of exposition on what the skate track is and what the mineshaft is. And it's fine because it's, like, super quick. Mm -hmm. And it just moves on. But it is weird to me that you have to deliver the skateboard to the guy at the abandoned mineshaft instead of just, like, going to his fucking house. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Or he could come to the store. But (laughs) if he didn't deliver to the race, how would the plot happen? (laughs) Okay, sure. But, like... (laughs) They could have at least tried to be like, we're running close on this order and it's not really going to be finished in time. So we have to deliver it straight to the race. They're like, no, this is done. This is in the bag. But you have to deliver it straight to the race because you (laughs) just do. You just do. I guess. Fine. So Longa's going to have to go to the race. So Reki and Longa go to the sketchy part of town to get a sticker so he can like prove he's cool and is allowed into the race. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then there's this little semi-montage of Reki excitedly talking about skateboarding and the race and how he wants to build his own skateboards. And he's very cute. He has the thing going on where he's very passionate about something and it just makes him, like, very happy and excited. Mm-hmm. And it's very lovely. And then Longa is cooking for his mom because he has to go out late, so he's cooking her dinner. So I guess she doesn't get mad that he has to leave. I don't know. She's a chill mom. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to. He's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that he used to snowboard because he's Canadian. and All Canadian snowboard. Every single one of them. <laughs> I've never snowboarded. I have skied. I have skied once and I have never snowboarded. And now I'm not sure if I saw this wrong because in the flashback it looks different. But they go to the race. Uh, Reggie mm-hmm. had 
grab the wrong skateboard. I thought mm-hmm. when they left, there was like a weird shadowy figure behind them, but maybe it was just showing that the board was left there and I think my screen it. was kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unless I missed something that never comes up again, I don't think there was a shadowy figure. <laughs> I that this entire season, there's just a weird shadowy figure in the background of random scenes and it never comes up. It's that not important. terrifying. Imagine a show where like that's happening and it's very subtle and you almost miss it but then in like the last episode of the season there's like there's been someone following them the whole time like that would be so scary (laughs) that would be so scary anyway so they bring the wrong board and the guy's like i can't skate on this piece of crap that is i think one of the boards that recky made i think it i think it might be recky's board that got burned possibly not fully burned i'm not sure i don't know if it really matters yeah it's not important it's a bad board the guy won't do it uh he says you have to skateboard for me and long as like you can't skateboard you're injured and i've never skateboarded but he just has his wrist wrapped up and i Mm -hmm. feel like you could probably skateboard it would hurt a lot if he fell i'm not Mm -hmm. denying Mm -hmm. that but i don't think he's incapable of skateboarding and the argument of it is better for me a person who has (laughs) never skateboarded in my life to do this than you because your wrist is kind of messed up is bad (laughs) I mean, in Recky's defense, he tries to argue that exactly. And yes. Longo's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I've duct taped my feet to the skateboard. And this random guy who I interviewed with now is here. And he says, I have to skateboard because I got on a board. Which is wild because we see, like, just dozens of people skateboard into this place. Which means that everyone has to go down this. And this event must take all goddamn night. Yeah, the logic is a little flimsy. <laughs> also, that feel when your random uh, interviewer just appears and is yeah. Cherry, the AI skateboarder. I don't know if I got that right. Yep, no, you did. <laughs> also, his introduction feels like the introduction to a love interest in that pigeon dating game. <laughs> The way he's framed, the way people are like, Cherry, the AI skateboarder. I'm like, am I in a dating sim? What has happened? Cherry is basically a dating sim love interest. Not for the teen boys, but for another character. We'll talk about it later. I I believe that. He's a weird dude. Cherry is a weird dude. So anyways, everyone like goes on and fights and Log is like, I won't know if I'm bad at this unless I try it. It's like... You could have tried it on a flat street and not this extremely dangerous mine shaft, but whatever floats your boat, kid. Yeah. So there's a. The flag goes and he doesn't go because on his <laughs> snowboard, you just point yourself downhill and this is a flat mine shaft. So <laughs> poor kid gets down and sits on the skateboard and moves it with his hands and it's very it's so cute. cute. It's very cute. Oh. Anyways, he gets going downhill and he figures it out and dramatically the, his vision is changing from mineshaft to snow to mineshaft to snow, <laughs> being like, this is just like snowboarding, it's cool. And there's these little interior monologues going on for like quite a few of these characters just giving you their background thoughts, which is... Mm-hmm. It's a little odd, but I think I liked it. Like, I think it was a good decision in this show. Mm. There's a very... <laughs> 
I meant to write there's a very, like, tortoise in the hair feel to this scene, <laughs> which is true, but what I actually wrote was very tortoise in the toad feel, <laughs> which means nothing. That's nothing. My favorite fable, the tortoise and the toad. The tortoise and the toad, obviously. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Yeah, the shadow goes, oh, he can speed up past me, but he's going to fucking die on this curve. (laughs) And then because he's a snowboarder, he just goes up the side of the wall because that's what (laughs) snowboarders do. They just go up like (laughs) he doesn't care. And then he kind of messes up later and he's like, whoops, forgot this thing had wheels. And I'm like... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> He's a little snowboard boy. Snowboards don't have wheels. <laughs> this kid's okay. I don't like him, but weird. <laughs> and then we see Recky on the motorcycle with Cherry. And Cherry's like, I saw his balance and the way he shifts his weight. And it made me wonder if he might be a high-level snowboarder. Recky's like, what? And they're so <laughs> shocked. And it's like, this isn't a dramatic reveal. I don't... Like, you're just learning something about this kid, but... Sure. (laughs) The drama of snowboarding. Nothing more dramatic than that. Obviously. And then we see this big security camera view and this shirtless dude who has, like, Naruto hair. And... (laughs) His hair is green! (laughs) Yeah, but it's, like, that big wave and it's, like, triangular. It's just very big. Yeah, he's got big, crazy hair. Yeah. Not blonde, but just, like, big. Mm-hmm. And he's shirtless for some reason, because... That's just how Joe is. Joe isn't thrown, dude. I had a feel... I felt like he mm. might be thrown, dude. No. No. No, uh, no. Just shirtless Joe. Yeah, just shirtless Joe. <laughs> and then there's a cool <laughs> little montage of Longa just being good at skateboarding, which... Yeah. Uh, is quite fun. And then they move into this part that it stops being... So the mineshaft up until now has been kind of, uh, kind of more like a BMX track. It's uh, mm-hmm. dirt. It's a real track. It looks cool. And then they get into this part that's more industrial, and it has like rusting pipes and crap. Mm-hmm. And shit, forgot his name again. Kiss dude. Shadow. <laughs> Shadow. I was gonna say Venom again. <laughs> Kiss dude is fine. <laughs> Shadow is like, he'll never get through this. This is the hard part. It has stairs and snowboards don't go down stairs. Arguably, (laughs) neither do skateboards. You just jump them, but (laughs) whatever. Uh, And you can jump on a snowboard. Like, that's a very common thing. Maybe Shadow doesn't know how snowboarding works. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't. And Longa does fine. So the show obviously knows that snowboarders Mm -hmm. can do this. Kiss Dude throws the firecrackers again, thinks that Longa's gonna fall because he's just half-piping this fucking crap. Because, again, that's a thing you can do on a snowboard. It is very similar. I do really appreciate that the show is like, yeah, these skills are definitely transferable. Mm-hmm. And Longa just, like, flips through the fireworks like an absolute babe. And you see <laughs> Recky down on the ground looking up with these big eyes and he goes, I swear snowflakes began to fall right here in Okinawa. And so dramatic, so dramatic, babe. But he's just, he's a little 15 year old in love. You gotta give it to him. And then the episode ends. Yeah. I forgot that it ended so, like, in the middle of a scene. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. A little surprising, but I thought it worked. Makes you want to know how that scene ends. I mean, I assume he wins. I don't know why. I just do. 
If he didn't win, that would actually be a much more surprising second episode. If you go into the second episode, he just fucking wipes out. That would be wild. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. I remember a, th- a, a thing that happens, but I don't remember if Longa wins or not. That's my first prediction. I think Longa wins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say on that note, what do you think happens in the rest of this show? Or I guess, what did you think of it, and what do you think is going to happen? What did I think of it? I thought, like, it's good. Like, it's a nice show. It was cute. I like the characters. I like the animation. I thought it was really colorful. It was a good time. It's kind of fun. The guy who looks like Kiss is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my predictions... Mm-hmm. So obviously they're doing this race and there's going to mm-hmm. be, so there's obviously going to, there has to be some sort of big competition, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what that would be based on how this show is, like how the racetrack is set up. I don't really understand how there's going to be a big competition, but like it's a, it's a sports anime. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what happens. And... <laughs> So I assume there's a big competition. I assume Reki and Longa are both... Okay. So either Reki and Longa, like, both work really hard to be at this competition and, like, Mm -hmm. help each other out and are cool and get closer as friends and uh, there's something that's arbitrary that happens that makes them feel like rivals at the last mm-hmm. minute and they go through the final race as rivals and one of them falls and the other is like, oh no, I have to help you. And then they like cross the finish line together at the end. Or, <laughs> so it's either that or Reki like recognizes that Longa is a better border than him and kind of becomes his coach, which I could also see happening. It's one of those two things. Mm-hmm. I assume there's some evil mob betting ring thing going on too <laughs> because of Throne Dude and Shirtless Bob. I forgot his name already. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> shirtless Bob. Joe. Shirtless Joe or Shirtless jo- Bob. Shirtless Joe Bob. <laughs> I assume there's some big criminal conspiracy behind it where they're making money on bets or something. I Mm. doubt it's that important. Maybe they try to take one of the kids out because they're ruining the betting odds. (laughs) That's life. I'm really curious to know because of the way, and I know there's like a translation and there's like a, a... There's a like language gap in Mm -hmm. watching either the dub or the sub. Mm-hmm. But the way Longa's mom words the question of their moving, mm-hmm. to me, implies that, like, this isn't a kid who was forced to move somewhere mm-hmm. because his parents wanted him to. He either volunteered to move here or was the one who wanted to move here. Mm-hmm. So I am curious about what happened there because... Mm-hmm. I feel like the obvious answer is something bad happened in his snowboarding career, but if something bad had happened in his snowboarding career, I would expect to see more hesitation from him to, like, jump on a skateboard knowing that it's similar and that it feels similar. I would expect to see a different level of engagement with that than what we are seeing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I have a prediction on that one. Mm -hmm. 
Unless it was like his parents had an ugly divorce and he decided he'd rather be with his mom, even though his mom was moving to Japan and there wouldn't be snow or his dad died tragically. I don't know. The picture you see of him as a kid, he has a dad and then he doesn't have a dad in the car. So I'm assuming somehow the dad is gone and somehow that plays into them having to move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those the, a lot of those things. <laughs> that is my prediction. I like ugly divorce more, but I feel like it's more likely he's dead. I literally, as you were giving your predictions, I realized how much of the show I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, I remember the gist of it, but I was like, do I even remember the specifics? I literally just Googled. I was like, am I right about what I think happens with Longo's backstory? I was right, but it, it took me a second to remember. And I mostly remember gist of the arc but anyways if I say some things wrong in this episode I'm sorry I haven't watched it since it came out which was like a year ago and that's a long time for me <laughs> do you think you would watch more of this because I want to know before I decide how much I'm going to give away <laughs> I don't think I would I think it's I think it's a good show and I think it is interesting I just don't think it's my thing that's fair. That's how I felt about a lot of the shows you've gotten me to watch. I honestly, you liked it more than I thought you would, so I will take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back on the safe side of things now. Oh, thank goodness, man. Still getting flashbacks from the hollow. <laughs> Great Nor. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like your prediction, like, you didn't get the specifics, but you got the gist of, like, the arc of this show. I think it's like 12 episodes or so. It's not very long. There is a competition. The competition is wild. <laughs> I just, as we're talking about it, I remembered what the like setup of the competition is. And I'm like, this show is so weird. Please tell me. So, okay. So Throne Guy, you only see him in this episode in the intro. And there's something you didn't mention during your recap because it's very minor and easy to miss. But during the skate the the race with shadow and um longa there's a few quick cuts to a oh wait when you said shirtless guy and security cameras i think you were you were there's two different oh maybe there's two different guy. shirtless guys with security yes. cameras so there yes so at one point maybe okay secured not security okay now i'm realizing i'm all confused okay <laughs> during the race there's a big screen that everybody is watching of yeah. the race in front of that screen, at one point, we see a guy with green hair who's with a bunch of girls and is, like, kind of, like, flirting with them. He's Joe. Joe's not shirtless. Joe is wearing a shirt. Oh, okay. He's shirtless later on. That's so I guess that threw me. <laughs> um, that's Joe. in the intro, I think. Yes. Okay. He's also a skateboarder, and when he skateboards, he takes his shirt off. Obviously. So that's Joe. The guy with the security cameras is Throne Guy. Okay, it makes more sense that you were saying Naruto hair because... Throne guy has bigger hair than Joe does. Joe has the very, like, weird, like, curly Orlando Bloom hair on Yeah, us. yeah. That's who I thought you were talking about. And I was like, that's not really Naruto hair. No, that's definitely not. Okay, yes. So you were right. The guy that at the security cameras who's sure... I don't know if he's shirtless or he's wearing, like, a weird skin-tight bodysuit. He's a weird that guy. That makes him look very shirtless. He's a weird guy. So he's Throne guy. His name is Adam. Adam... I have such mixed feelings about this character. <laughs> so he's like the villain of the show. He's like the best skateboarder at S. His whole like theme, because they 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 kind of have personas. Reki and Longa don't have this so much, but you kind of see it with Shadow. 
most of the skateboarders at S have these like really over the top personas that they that they put on for 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 their races, and his persona is like a sexy salsa dancer kind of guy who wears like a masquerade mask, and there's like like salsa music kind of that plays, and he's like all like sexy and always talking about love and stuff. Terrible. And he's super over the top. He's a really weird guy. He's, like, the villain, but in an almost, like, silly way, except that he has a weirdly sexual fascination with Longa that is very uncomfortable because Longa is a teenager and Adam is not. Mm. If Adam was younger or Longa was older, it could be a fun, almost enemies to lovers, I mean, Longa doesn't like him, but he likes him, kind of situation, but it just makes him come across as very creepy. Yeah. So I don't love that. No. He would be a very fun character, except the weird feelings he has about Longa. So the competition that happens in this show, I think that there's a... I I can't remember exactly, but Adam basically says, we're going to do a big competition. And a a bunch of... There's going to be people who are in this competition, and you do, like, races, like, two people race, and then whoever wins moves up the bracket until there's two finalists. Yeah. Adam's motivation for this is he wants to find his Eve, which is, like, his perfect match of skateboarding. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he tells the people in the competition that there's some other prize. Either it's just notoriety or maybe there's, like, a cash prize or something. But for him, he's like, you're all competing to be my person? My perfect match? My rib. He's so weird. Hmm? His rib. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, and he really wants it to be Longa because he's obsessed with Longa. It's weird. So most of the show is about Reki and Longa's like growing relationship and Reki teaching Longa how to skateboard and then Longa being really good at it and Reki feeling kind of like, this is my passion in life, but I'm not that talented. I'm just a guy who likes to skateboard and then having like a crisis about like, what even is my purpose in life? And then him realizing, like, I don't have to be the absolute best. I just have a passion for it and whatever. And there's also Cherry, the the pink-haired guy, and Joe, the green-haired guy, who are, like, also skateboarders. And they have such a flirty relationship. And they were also (laughs) friends with Adam when they were younger. And then Adam, like, splintered off and became this, like, politician guy. And his family is trying to get him to marry. But he, like, has a weird romantic relationship with his, like, not really romantic, just a weird relationship with his, like, assistant, who's also a skateboarder guy. And his family wants him to marry, and he is in love with both his assistant and Lanka, and also wants Eve. His assistant is in love with him, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they're really... It's weird. It's... The plot is, is kind of strange. I'm getting that. <laughs> but anyways, the main plot and, like, thing you watch it for is, like, Reki and Longa's relationship and their, like, friendship with Joe and Cherry and this other guy. I want to say his name is Mika? I actually don't remember. I'm sorry. He's, like, a younger guy who's, like, a prodigy of, like, professional skateboarding. And then, uh, he kind of becomes their friend and they teach him, like, skateboarding can be fun and you can have fun instead of just trying to be, you know, really good and, and impress your parents with your good skills and you're in the professional skateboarding team? I don't know. But yeah, the whole thing with Adam is weird. (laughs) So that's the gist of the the plot. (laughs) Yeah, okay. 
sounds like a plot. I definitely forgot a few things or probably said a few things wrong, but... As long as you know as Adam is looking for Eve, it's a Bible uh, fanfic, apparently. Apparently, yeah. The, like, last episode is, like, I'm pretty sure it's Longa and Adam racing each other. And there's, like, a weird, like, metaphysical, they're, like, going into, like, the nether sphere of skateboarding. (laughs) It's, like, kind of a metaphor. Like, I don't think we're meant to think that they're literally in this, like, alternate dimension fighting each other. But that's what the visuals are. It's wild. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. Okay. This show goes places. (laughs) Do you want to guess who my favorite character is? I feel like, oh, see, you talked a lot lot about other people, but, like, part of me is, like, it would be Reiki. I really like Reiki. He's adorable. I also really like Longa. My favorite character, which you would have no way of guessing (laughs) from this pilot. Well, you could guess it, but you would think I'm very weird. My favorite character is Shadow. Kiss, dude. He is such an interesting character, and you don't really get this from the pilot, but you get it later. He, when he's skateboarding, he has his whole persona of being, like, Shadow, the anti-hero, and he's, like, crazy. But, like, he's just a guy. <laughs> he works at a flower shop. Aww. He's really friendly. He's just, like, a really sweet dude. And as this, I can't remember exactly when. It's probably episode two or maybe three. They end up just becoming friends with him, and he's just a guy. <laughs> He just has this really over-the-top persona for his skateboarding persona, and he gets really into it and is like, aha, I'm the the anti-hero of skateboarding. And then the rest of the time, he's just this really sweet guy. He has such a maniacal laugh in this episode. I know! It was so fun to watch him again in the first episode, because I'm like, oh, he seems like like the villain, and he's so scary. And then you're like, no, he's just a guy. (laughs) That's very funny. He's just a sweet guy. He, like, doesn't have all the makeup and everything the rest of the time. He's just a guy. Well, of course not. I mean, yeah, that Your was Your day-to-day makeup is the star. It's the just, like, thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like Shadow. I really like Reki and Longa as well, but I think Shadow's just very fun. It's fun that he has such a, a persona. Yeah. And the rest of the time, he's just a guy who works at a flower shop and is really friendly. And then, okay, favorite ship and cannon gaze are going to kind of go together. So. I'm guessing favorite ship is Reika and Longa. Yes. I am assuming that cannon gaze, considering you've compared the show to Yuri on Ice and Free, is a very <laughs> ambiguous cannon. Like, mm-hmm. you could definitely get there, and I think you would in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's also ignorable, like, Mm -hmm. straight men who watch free and don't get that free is is, uh, Mm -hmm. very sexually charged. Yeah, it's absolutely that. It's that, I think the way you describe that scene where he first meets him in the classroom is the perfect way of describing the whole show Mm -hmm. of, like, it is so, if it was a, a boy and a girl... There would, you would be like, of course it's a romance. It's about them falling in love. And even though they never kiss at the end, yeah, it's a romance about them falling in love. But because they're both boys and they don't kiss or say gay, you can watch it and be like, they're just friends. <laughs> even though the whole show 
their motivations, their storylines, the way they look at each other, it doesn't really make sense if you don't read it as a romance, but there's just enough plausible deniability that the show didn't have to, like, commit, you know? Yeah. Which is, like, unfortunate. I don't know. It's, it's hard to know how to feel about those things, because, like, I wouldn't even quite qual- call it queer baiting because... If they were, like, playing up this romance, but then one of them had a female love interest, or they very specifically said at one point, like, oh, I'm not gay, it would be, like, queer baiting, but this is, like, it's not not a romance. Yeah. You know, you don't have to kiss at the end for it to be a romance. They, I can't remember exactly, like, the line at the end, but it ends very much, like, we're, we're each other's happiness, and we've always, and, and we're gonna keep skateboarding together, and, and it's great, Aww. and they're all happy and cute. But, you know, there's also that level of plausible deniability that's, like, so. And there's also, so you didn't really see that much of Cherry and Joe in this episode, but Cherry and Joe also have a very, it's hard to read their relationship as anything other than romantic, but they never fully commit. And then there's Adam's assistant, who's also a man. It's impossible to understand what his storyline is if he's not in love with Adam. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, what are you... He gets so, like, he's he's so sad that, like, Adam's family is trying to make him marry a woman and stuff. And it's like, what is your deal if you're not in love with him? (laughs) So there's so many things like that that, like, it doesn't make sense if you don't read it as a queer romance, but also the show can get away with being like, no, they're all just friends, you know? Yeah, and I I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, it's not queer baiting because there's nothing going on that's explicitly trying to deny it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it sucks that shows have to commit to the kiss, to doing mm-hmm. something physical, to having a coming out scene, to show that mm-hmm. because you would never ask that of a straight relationship. It would mm-hmm. be actually incredibly odd if you had a straight relationship that didn't kiss, mm-hmm. but you would know, like if the show got canceled for some reason before mm-hmm. then, you would never question that that is where it was going. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of, so the good place, the main character in the good place Mm -hmm. is bi, like, reading her character not as bi is Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. But because she is a woman in a sitcom, the way she reacts to and flirts with other women can very easily be played as a joke and is Mm -hmm. played as a joke. But at the same time, it's like, she wouldn't be doing that if she wasn't attracted to women. But because Mm -hmm. the show never says it, it doesn't feel canon. Yeah. And it's like, well, bisexuality especially is very easy to show without ever saying the word, but because Mm -hmm. it's not the norm, if you don't say the word or at least, like, show them doing something explicitly romantic with people Mm -hmm. of both genders, then it doesn't come across as canon. Yeah, it's an interesting line to be like, yeah, to know how to feel about it. Like, you, it's like it is both canon and not canon, and and it's and it's hard to know like the motivation of the people making it. Like, exactly, are the people making it being like we want to tell a queer story, but we felt like we can't because there's a certain level of censorship in media, and and the studio wouldn't allow us, or we weren't willing to like go through the the trouble of of 
of fighting the censors and stuff. Or is it is it that slightly more nefarious thing of like, well, we want to appeal to the people who are titillated by queer stories, but we don't really want to like step over that line. Like, and it's it's impossible to know what the motivation is, but then you're just like watching it feeling this like, I don't know if I should feel represented by this or not. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. But I I think I enjoy it. It's a fun show. I read it as romantic. It reads pretty romantic. <laughs> It does. And it just gets more so. I I can't remember the exact line, but I'm pretty sure at one point, I could be misremembering this, so don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure at one point Longa's mom, like, asks him if he has a girlfriend or whatever, or like, if he's, because he's always out all the time doing skateboarding stuff, and he's just like, he's like, not a girlfriend, but then he's like thinking about Reki or whatever, like, I can't quite remember how the scene goes down, but there's definitely a scene where it is like, very heavily implied that he's like, implying to his mom that he has this sort of relationship with Reki. Um, <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> I can't quite remember the scene. If someone listening to this knows what I'm talking about, please send me a link to the scene because you will know what I'm trying to re- refer to. I just can't quite remember the specifics of it. <laughs> okay. We did what I watch all of it, so... What are, what are we watching next? I am going to have you watch Single Parents. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard of this. It is a two-season sitcom, which mm-hmm. was tragically canceled. <laughs> because there's this weird thing in sitcoms now where a lot of new sitcoms are very heavy. Like, a lot of new sitcoms want to be more than a silly sitcom mm-hmm. in a way that stops them from being a sitcom. Okay, interesting. I just talked about The Good Place earlier. I think a good, yeah. The Good Place is a great example of this because mm-hmm. The Good Place opens as a sitcom and the end of The Good Place is steeped in moral quandaries about capitalism. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is not what I want to watch. <laughs> so anyways, I think Single Parents is, it is newer. I think it was 2019 maybe. Okay, And I think it's a good thing of like what a sitcom should be like it's funny it's light it's happy i hope you like it i don't know if you will but i hope you do all right i don't know anything about it so i'm curious i'm curious to watch it yeah i i do i feel like i do like a sitcom better than a drama so yeah. I, am, I am i am intrigued by this <laughs> yes that's what we're watching next time in the meantime you can shoot us an email at episode epiphanies at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter or instagram at epiphanies pod rate us on itunes give us five stars and leave us a review we will read it we will read it on the podcast it's true we will it might take us a few weeks but we'll do it i promise (laughs) yeah we'll we'll get there well you don't know how many weeks in advance of recording we're at (laughs) you will if you leave us a review and then time (laughs) how long it takes how many episodes it takes before we read it yeah (sighs) I don't yeah. suggest you do that. I do suggest you leave a review. I don't suggest you think too hard about how yes. far in advance we're recording. Oh, maybe we're just stupid. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe it just took us that long to notice. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have taken you less time because you are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
My sister broke her wrist the first time she snowboarded, so that kind Dang. of took it off the, <laughs> the list of things I wanted to do. My dad used to get snowboard a lot. There you go. Ever there break a bone? He's, he's a Canadian who, I don't think he ever, or at least I don't think he ever broke a bone snowboarding. There you go. I don't think so. Maybe he could do this racetrack. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever <laughs> skateboarded. <laughs> Neither did Lunga. I have skateboarded, though, but I have not snowboarded. Not a true Canadian. Go move no, to Japan. No, fake Canadian. 